This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. And might I just say, happy spring to all. Yes. Are we excited about this? Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm here with my friends, Brooke and Rachel. Sorry, I didn't get to introduce you guys formally. So It's okay. You can say hi to everybody else first. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Well, it is officially May, yes. which means like we're really into spring, which is so crazy. It also means that the joyful humidity of Nashville, Tennessee is upon us. Uh, coming soon. I know Brooke always looks at me and is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Humidity. I grew up in Louisiana. Yeah, so it's fine. Can't breathe there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> something else I'm very excited about is the series that we are about to dive into over the next two months. So over, I think the course of nine total weeks, we are going to be diving into kind of a broad topic, but we're going to get very specific from week to week. I, y'all, as we've been preparing for this series, I don't know how many times I've been more excited about a series than this one, just because what we want to, we want to cover is a kind of wide variety of topics that we really kind of feel like maybe the, the body of Christ as a whole either hasn't done an awesome job of addressing or has addressed some of these things in ways that actually aren't helpful and ways that aren't actually loving to people. And sometimes have ended up really wounding people, not out of an intention to wound, but just out of a, like, we don't know how to handle this certain people group or this certain topic. Therefore we end up doing more harm than good. And so we're going to be looking at a wide variety of topics over the next nine weeks. And we're just going to be asking the question, how can we as believers, as the body of Christ to be better motivated to respond to other people in love? And honestly, most of the topics that we're covering aren't really ones that would be considered issues of morality, issues of right and wrong. Um, But either way, we want to be clear from the get-go that everything we're going to cover over these nine weeks, we're not really here to kind of talk about like what's right, what's wrong. It's not a morality conversation. It's, it's literally just a question of how can we better respond from a place of love? Or maybe even, you know, where have we assumed that we've served other people well or loved people well when in reality it was, it was doing more harm than good. So all of that to say, um, we are titling this series now, How Do We Respond? Which makes sense. I feel like I need applause. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, that's really good. You're right. And I'm so excited about this too. And, um, you know, just so everybody knows, when they told me we were doing this, I was like, oh, I'm in. As like, I don't have a choice that I I guess I could be like, no, I'm not interested. Um, But no, I, I personally am so excited about this because I like talking about things outside of the box and just throwing in a different perspective and frankly just being challenged we get so comfortable with life even if Mm -hmm. life is hard we can get very comfortable with hard um and so we're going to be talking about things from singleness is that a singleness that's what it is being single okay singleness Mm -hmm. state of singleness Mm -hmm. okay uh (laughs) Divorce, special needs, unplanned pregnancy, mental health. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot to add there. Um, And so all kinds of topics. And basically what you said, Mel, is that this is really a conversation about how 
we as the church, as mm-hmm. believers, as followers of Christ, um, can better love people that are specifically connected with some of these various topics. Hopefully we'll kind of challenge how we think about things and encourage each other. Um, you know, and really the core of it is from first Peter four, eight, which says most important of all mm-hmm. continue to show deep love for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we're going to be diving into these specific topics, uh, today we're going to zone in on how we love people well, when we may not agree with the lifestyle they're living or mm-hmm. the choices they're making, um, which I'm going to go ahead and say, you should probably think of at least 10 people, you know, mm-hmm. that probably, I mean, you know, there's, yeah. I mean, at least 10 people you're like, yeah, I wish that wasn't going on, yeah. you know, in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully out of concern, uh, sometimes out of frustration. And so when someone, you know, basically comes to the doors of our church, through the doors of our churches, or maybe they're just, you know, their life is affecting yours in some way. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, or just their existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they don't believe the way we believe, or they do things that we would deem, you know, quote unquote, unrighteous. Yeah. I can't say that. with si- Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's not a word you use really that often. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't. But it is. I mean, it's yeah, it's like, in the Bible, yeah, so is, we'll yeah, say it's that. It's a legit word. It's a, yeah, it's a real word, like <laughs> singleness. And then whether that's an addiction of some kind or a sexual sin or, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Right. It could be, this is really just about how do we respond to that when yeah. we're, we don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And we always want to come back to, um, like both Brooke and Mel were saying, that scripture is clear that you cannot, you can't claim to love God and then hate your brother or sister. Mm-hmm. In fact, First John four twenty says anyone can say, and this is the Passion translation for anybody wondering. Uh, anyone can say, "I love God," uh, yet have hatred toward another believer. This makes him a phony, because if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love God whom you can't see? Mm. Uh, and here's the deal: like most of the time, I hear the word hate or in that context of that verse or at church, and I think, well, I don't really getting everybody a hate right now. Like, I mean, but. <laughs> Uh, really, the definition of hate is defined as an intense or passionate dislike of someone or something. So sometimes we can feel so passionately about certain issues that we can yeah. respond and, you know, quote unquote, hate to other people who, like Brooke said, maybe aren't living lives that line up with what we believe is right. And honestly, I think um, a people who have felt that way about and my actions have reflected those same feelings. So yeah. I have not acted, I haven't acted in love. Mm-hmm. I've essentially acted in hate and... Ouch, that sucks to admit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as we prepared for this series, Holy Spirit has just really convicted me with the question, uh, does my behavior look less like love and more like hate or the other way around? Mm. Um, and I was recently reading a book where the author spoke to the importance of just remembering that all people are first made in the image of God before they're sinners. So yes, we all do fall short. Yes, we do make mistakes. Yes, we do sin. But I can't see that person first as a sinner without first seeing their dignity as a human made in the image of God. And that changes everything because it not only gives them worth and dignity, but it helps, it gives me just a greater empathy for my neighbors, friends, brothers and sisters, whoever. So, yeah. And I think the church, you know, historically, um, has been very quick to get very, uh, fired, fired up, yeah. as I like to say. Yes. Um, just very fired up about specific topics and issues, and um, you know, we like to be we like to be outraged uh, mm-hmm. versus doing anything mm-hmm. helpful sometimes. <laughs> and I'm saying this to myself, okay. So if you feel like I'm judging you, it's just because I need to be lined out on my own. Um, and so you know, 
we're like, uh, so if somebody walks through the doors of our church, we're like, oh, well, so we need to fix this thing. Or my personal favorite, mm-hmm. we need to make sure they know that this sure. is wrong. You are living. Hey, like you're a sinner. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. We were just, you know, real quick yeah. to yeah. make them know that as if there will be just this moment of like, oh, I'm so glad you told yeah, me that's what I, I came here for. did yeah. not yeah. know <laughs> my whole life was being affected by this thing. And yes. they may, but yes. that's going to be again through relationship. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, the thing is not about fixing behaviors or adjusting behaviors or yeah. behavior modification as, you know, probably a more well-known term. Um, but what if we didn't focus on that, but we actually focused on wholeness That's good. and some people will be like, well, if you're whole, then you don't do these things. That's right. But the only way you become whole is if you have a relationship with the Lord. So mm-hmm. using our, you know, program as an example, when, you know, the residents walk through our doors, we don't mm-hmm. go, okay, so now we're going to fix your anxiety. We're going to fix your eating disorder. We're going to fix your addiction yeah. we go hey have you met Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go talk to him and we bring that into every process all of the counseling piece all of the programmatic piece is you know what does the Lord have to say learning his character because through that why would we change anything if not for how good God is yeah. Yeah. right okay. if the whole concept is because he first loved us we got to really know what that means yeah. because yeah. there's no point in changing what we do, right? It's we are then compelled out of love to be not only good to other people, first good to ourselves, because by the way, the way you judge yourself is how you would judge others, mm. you know, but being good to ourselves and being good to our neighbors. Yeah. Um, you preaching today, so, girl. Sorry, you know, oh, I get going. Yes. It's true. Fired up. Amen. Yeah. I do, it's I good. get fired up. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. So, I'll stop no, there. No, I mean, I think, <laughs> I, like, that is, so, I mean, that has radically changed. I mean, since my time of working at Mercy, it has so radically changed the way that I, it's, it's honestly been an entire like paradigm shift for me of just mm. looking at people um, who are either just walking in a place of brokenness and hurt or walking and living a lifestyle that I would look at and based on my beliefs and my understanding of scripture that I would say that is a sinful lifestyle, whatever mm-hmm. that might look like. You know, it can look like so many things, like you said. Right. It has completely shifted the way I view human beings because I'm yeah. like, what I've seen at Mercy is like, oh, so you can be living this certain life and at the root and at the core of it is this just brokenness and this pain and this disconnection from the Lord, this disconnection from the truth. So what if we go after that? (laughs) Like what if the goal is not to get you to act right and to behave Mm -hmm. the way I think you should and to have the lifestyle that I think you should. But like you said, Brooke, like what if the goal is wholeness? What if the goal is connecting them with Jesus and actually trusting that he does the work? Because Mm -hmm. I've seen too much now at mercy. I'm Mm -hmm. like, he does. Yeah. He does the work. You connect them with the healer. You connect them with the truth. Yeah. Right. And he does that work. And it's not my job first and foremost to make sure that you know that a, what you're doing is wrong and B, Mm -hmm. like here's X, Y, and Z, what we're going to do to fix you and all that stuff. It just has changed. He will reveal that to you. We don't have to walk around and say, Oh, it's okay. You do that. Right. That's not what grace is. Grace is not saying it's fine that you do these things just to hurt yourself. Sure. Right. But it is saying, but you need to go talk to the Lord. Why don't you go ask him why it's not his best for you? Yeah. You know? Hey, everybody. Nancy Alcorn here, founder and president of Mercy Multiplied. I love every time I get to connect with you guys. I love sharing exciting news. And I want you to know the very end of 2018, we made the decision to 
advance our age range. It used to be 13 to 28, and now it's 13 to 32. And in the first two weeks alone, we have had 26 young women between the ages of 28 to 32 apply to our program. So I want you to know that in case you know someone who needs help, we would love for them to apply. You can check us out and apply online at mercymultiply.com. of you, Brooke, because I know that you're a big Chris Valentin fan. Yes, I am. <laughs> so I've started listening to quite a few of his teachings, and yeah. he did yeah. one not too long ago. It was actually, well, I mean, say too long ago. It was February, but he had a podcast on February 15th, and the topic was on on shame and connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the exact title of the podcast, but that's what, the, what it was about. And he talked about this thing that I was just like, ah, yes, I, we are in this struggle. He said, we're so often in this catch-22 where we're trying to bring like truth and righteousness into our culture and into our community, but sometimes in our quest for righteousness and truth, we in- inevitably we end up shaming people mm-hmm. um, who don't maybe have a lifestyle congruent to what we think or, or how we feel like they do or do not measure up to what we think is mm-hmm. righteous, you know? And so he asked this question in his teaching. He said, how do I say this is right, but I love you more than being right? Yeah. Like, ooh, that is just such a tension to live with. And it's, it really is just a big challenge. And it's it feels like, I don't know, we can go to either extreme. Because sometimes in our desire to really connect with people, we have to pretend like what they're doing is okay. Um, but the example that he used, and I thought it was just so good. He's like, I mean, I wouldn't look at someone who's struggling with anorexia and be like, hey, I know what you're doing is great. Like, what you're doing is fine. You look great. Mm-hmm. Your diet is really working out well for you because right. in the end, you know that if they don't change their lifestyle, they're going to actually die. Like, right. yeah. So yeah. that's not what we want to do. Um, and we all know that, I mean, in the end, sin kills us. I mean, the it's, it's death. It leads to death. So trying to connect with people by acting like everything they're doing is totally fine and totally okay is not a great way to love them well. But on the other side of that, trying to take a stand for truth and righteousness can really create this environment, especially in our churches, Lord help us, Mm -hmm. can create this environment of shame Uh for people that really pushes them away. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't even want to be around that. I don't want to be around you because I feel shame. um, And like, literally, that your goal is to make sure that I know that I don't measure up to your standard of righteousness. So Mm -hmm. it's just... It's a real challenge, um, but I brought a few of those points that he made. I think we're just going to share them. Of like, he just was like, you know, I don't know that I know the answer to all of this, but I do know that here are some very practical ways that we can love people and be intentional about not shaming people because that's not what we're going after either. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really delicate balance that I don't know if anybody's mastered, but we've got to be aware of it. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. And so, you know, us here at Mercy, we love practical points that yes. we can utilize. I don't know why I saying that, but <clears throat> anyways, uh, these are <laughs> really great practical points. <laughs> I do like to do that sometimes. Um, so real quickly, one is uh, to just remember where we came from, that uh, we don't have it all together. You know, we were enemies of God. Remember mm. times when we have felt shame or felt like we didn't measure up and just remember what that felt like mm-hmm. and and allow the Lord to stir empathy in your heart towards your neighbor, towards your friend, towards um, that family member. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge step, step one. And then yeah. loving people for who they are, not for 
who they could be or should be. Uh, sometimes we put pressure on people for who they should be or who they should become or could become. And they need to know that they are loved for who they are, yeah. not for how they perform or if they measure up um, or mm-hmm. if, if, you know, for what they believe, for if they believe what we believe, but that we love them for them. Yeah. Uh, that's That was a great one that I loved. And then my favorite that he had mentioned was we need to learn how to give people hope without requiring them to change. And Brooke mentioned this a little mm-hmm. bit earlier too. We often give people hope in the form of, I believe you can change or, you know, we communicate there's, there's something wrong with you and you should change or we communicate you're not measuring up and we push them deeper into shame without realizing it. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, we have to remember too that Jesus is the goal. Like, you know, if we present that, Hey, back to the eating disorder thing, you know, conquering that and and having a health, healthy eating habits like that's a win that's you know success that's actually a really empty and void source of hope like that's not um life transformation yeah. that this the source of transformation and of hope is always jesus he's he's always he's the treasure he's the one that we're after yeah um anything else falls short and honestly is not really he ain't gonna save you so um we thought some of those were chick-fil-a can really only good. cover mm. <laughs> a, few, a few sins guys listen <laughs> gotta go to jesus that might have been a weak example because i don't Ooh, know i know yeah. chick-fil-a has been my savior many a day oh, yeah. i'm just kidding that was a joke jokes tender Okay, sorry. It's not my Look, see, I took it somewhere and you took it further. Usually this sorry. is the other way around, I'm so I'm really enjoying hey, we this moment. Thank you. The Lord's chicken here, we'll so we're not right. ashamed. That's right. Let's, uh, <laughs> get back to the script. That's so good. Guys, I really, I'm oh really enjoying this. It's, it's, um, yeah, you were still talking. Oh, girl, I'm, I'm done. Okay. When you said so, Chick-fil-A, no, I was just, I, we were I'm out. thinking about yeah. a milkshake now. No, I, I do want to comment on this point um, before we go to the next thing. I think this is one of the most difficult things to do because what it does is it requires us to actually evaluate how much we trust the Lord yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it, you know, as a counselor, as, you know, all the things I've done in my life, it's really easy um, to kind of see the big picture for other people right who are not your family sure but when it is your child and y'all have heard me talk about that just the lord's been teaching me so many things um and or just people that you care about and love and you know in-laws and family and all that stuff it's so much more difficult when it's really closer to home and so that really is the challenge of okay lord like how do i be good to somebody not say that what you're doing is okay, but also sometimes I'm, it's not my job to talk about it all the time, but yeah. just to be kind, to love you well, and to keep pointing back to the Lord. Because here's the thing, whatever somebody is struggling with, they're going to struggle. And yeah. so in that struggle, so if someone's like, man, I just don't feel that great about myself, you know, well, so what is your, you know, what is your prayer life like? Or what is that? What is the Lord talking to you about these days? Like there's ways to go in and do that. But what my prayer is that I have to do pretty consistently is, Lord, can you show me the big picture for this person? You know, again, specifically my son, um, can you show me the big picture for what this is? You know, whether it's my marriage or for other you know, whatever, but especially when you're meeting people in, in the walls of the church, show me the big picture for them. Show me the vision you have for them so yeah. that you can partner with it and not decide that I'm the one that's supposed to fix this because yeah. it is the Lord's vision and it's not yours. Yeah. It's not your vision for them that will be played out. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's just a little side note. Um, and the other way, you know, and the ways you can do that is frankly to be empathetic. Um, I mean, listening from the heart without feeling the need to correct 
or share your opinion. Did y'all pick this specifically? Listen, wow, for me? You are, well, you're saying that to an Enneagram one over here. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, I am yeah, here me to and Melanie will give out. all of our opinions together. <laughs> no. <laughs> But I mean, truly, that is, I mean, and that's one of those where, I mean, there's times, guys, and some people, y'all are so gifted at this, and I love it, right? Um, And the empaths, you tend to go towards sympathy, so we want to keep you empathetic. And those of us who can just share everyone their wisdom and their lives are changed, we've got to stop talking and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a place where I really sometimes have to just pray through, especially when you see someone hurting themselves Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. Yeah. And just really pray through what what are they actually trying to say? What is the Lord want me to catch in this moment? Yeah. You know, um, or do I have any feedback or if it's just like, Hey, I'm here, I'm listening and I'm praying for you, yeah. you know, and sometimes that really is the right thing. And, um, you know, we often feel the need to immediately correct what we see as wrong or wrong thinking, <laughs> mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, I know we do uh, and that's okay, <laughs> but that immediately communicates that the other person is an idiot and right. you mm-hmm. may feel that way. And that's between you and the Lord, <laughs> but I'm just saying yep. well, that's not what we want to communicate. Yeah. Right. And, and y'all know, if, yes. And if you're yeah. processing something out loud, because sometimes guys, God's love is just a brand new concept for people. Mm-hmm. And so they have never thought about how the Lord loves them. And if they're processing that out loud with you, that is awesome. Don't just dive in to be like, wait, right. yeah. wait with that, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so again, That's throwing good, that out there. Um, and just show an interest in their lives, no matter how much you may connect with their interests or excuse me, may not connect with their interests. <laughs> yes. Like no yeah. matter how much, you know, just be interested in them. Um, I find that a healthy curiosity will take you a long way with people. Yeah. Just being curious about who they are and what they do. Um, and so, you his know, quote, did you have his quote? I think did on you, the show. Oh, is this Chris's? Yes. Oh, I will quote Chris Valentin anytime. <laughs> I may not be interested in your interests, but I'm interested in you. So I'll figure out a way to be interested in your interests. Yeah, I like I love that. that. that and is good. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? How can I just be curious about somebody? And I don't know about skateboarding, but tell me more about that right. thing yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. And you'll find that people yeah. are quite fascinating yeah, um, and they'll just feel cared for in yeah. that moment. And it doesn't all have to be about Jesus. Sometimes yeah. it can be about skateboarding. Yeah. Curious is yeah. a good word because it's very practical. Um, you know, asking yeah. them questions like, things. yeah, Anyways, no, like, my husband, he'll be like, how do you find out all of these things? I'm like, cause people fascinate me. I just tell me everything, yeah. mm-hmm. Ask you know, I love, yeah. And it's just very exciting to do that. And I know some people that does not excite them, but yeah, could sometimes when necessary. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I felt like those points that he shared, you know, it's just, we may not have it all figured out when it comes to like how you balance out this whole like bringing righteousness and truth, but also bringing acceptance and love. Like it is so stinking hard and it's getting harder as there are so many topics that are getting hotter in our, Mm -hmm. in our culture. And so I don't know, there's almost like this, we just need to be aware of that tension and we need to be aware because everybody who talks about, you know, loving people is grace and truth. Well, everybody who likes to be like on the grace end of that is like, well, it's grace and mm-hmm. truth. And then everybody else is like, but it's got to be truth with grace. You know, uh-huh. right. We got to all recognize that we, none of us have that balance down perfectly. Yeah, we don't. True. And every single one of us, depending on our personality, our wiring or whatever, our stories, we're all going to land on a different place in that spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so it's just being aware of it. And yeah. it's just yeah. being very conscious of the fact that like, I don't have this down and I need to be aware of both. 
to have yeah. things. But I, that exactly what you're saying. I just want to add if something about someone else, no matter what it is, bothers you to your core. Yeah. I really encourage you to go talk to the Lord about why that is. Yeah. Because it's probably not there's something more. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of people in this world that don't live the way that we think they should. What is it about this situation, this person, this thing? And go know and, and be healed within yourself yeah. of that situation before you can really give out any kindness or grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes when things bother us, we really have to, it's usually not about what it's about mm-hmm. and, and, and letting the Lord kind of speak into that before you, yeah. you know, pursue a relationship. Don't, don't white knuckle being really nice to somebody. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yep. It's good. either that or you're an Enneagram one <laughs> and you it's just can't handle Enneagram. anything being wrong. <laughs> One of the two things is the case. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll stop bringing it up, y'all. I can't oh, no. not. We love we love you. We love uh, Enneagram One. There are lots of good things. Uh, I feel like everybody who listens is like, well, I didn't know what that is, but I'm Sorry. gonna go Google it. Yeah. It's should we good. spell it for everybody it. just in case? It starts with an E. There we go. <laughs> Literally, just probably at this point in type time, three, like yeah. type E and N, and it's up. gonna be the That's first it. thing that pops That's up on Google these days. Don't trust everything you read. It's true. That's right. So true. On that note, yes. those little last pieces of wisdom for everybody today. Um, you know, like like we said, this is this is just the first of a series of nine. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna really start getting into some very specific topics in the week to come, weeks to come. Sorry, but um, today we just kind of really wanted to hit on this whole like just overall idea of like, man, when you are. Um, we as the church, we as believers, we as the body of Christ are coming in contact with, interacting with, living alongside people whose lifestyles or whose life choices do not line up with what we think is right or wrong. How do we respond to them from a place of love? That was our goal for the day. And, you know, just giving you some of those practical pointers at the end. That's kind of what this was all about. So, um, like I said, we're going to be going into some more very specific topics. I believe next week we're going to be covering the topic of... (laughs) singleness, which I'm convinced is most definitely a word. I've used it a billion times in my own life, but, um, either (laughs) way, that makes it a thing, you know, for all of it, yeah, (laughs) for all of the, you know, um, men and women out there who are, um, singles, like how does the church best love them, care for them, respond to them? Not that there's some like, you know, basically one of the main things we're talking about is like, they're not some like weird, like yeah. alien group out here that we don't know how to talk to or connect with. So yeah. we're going to unpack. Oh, we got a lot to unpack. Some good preacher kid stories for this. Um, I am <laughs> very, very personally yes. excited about this topic. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah that's just going to be the first of many that we're going to cover. So we hope that you'll stay. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a non-profit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to Mercy Multiplied.